You're listening to Rates and Lanes with Rico Mohammed. This is the show where we improve your knowledge of the freight market, improve your bottom line, and improve the transportation industry as a whole. We're talking rates and lanes. Let's move on down the audio road. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us tonight here on the Rates and Lanes podcast. I am your host, Rico Muhammad. Uh, we will have special guest co-host joining us again this week, Mr. Chuck Snow. Um, we are going to have a regular podcast. We're going to have all the regular information that we normally have, but we may be doing some stuff on the fly. I am uh, live coming to you sitting in a loading dock as we speak, being unloaded. So I, it may be a little bit of weird, awkward stuff going on. Don't worry about it. We're going to try to push through it, um, waiting on a call from them about lumber fees and all that good stuff. So anybody, that shouldn't be nothing new to anybody on the podcast. But uh, we're going to try to, I wanted to make sure we got the show out to you guys this week. So we're going to go ahead and try and do everything as we possibly can on the fly. So with that being said, no more wasting time. Let's jump right into this week's USDA Fruit and Vegetable Truck Rate Report. Uh, this week, uh, and if you look at the report, you can go on the Race and Lane's Facebook page. We got a copy of the report up there. It should be posted for your viewing pleasure right now. You can just click on the link. It takes you directly over to USDA's website for you to have this actual report that I am reading right now. And as we're looking at the report, there are a couple of areas that may present some opportunities. Those areas with shortages and slight shortages, the area with shortages right now is Central and South Florida, as you may or may not know. Uh, it's getting ready to start, ladies and gentlemen. Melons are getting ready to start moving. So it's gonna, they're going to be looking for a good bit of trucks coming, uh, starting probably within the next week or so. It's probably going to be in the next and in, in real good full swing. So if you want to get into Florida, if you got some contacts down that way about uh, dealing with some melons, uh, now would be a good time to maybe start looking to possibly position your truck in those areas. I wouldn't be uber aggressive about it. I still would be getting, I would still try to be aggressive about my pricing going into Florida just to insulate yourself because this thing can change on the drop of a dime. Uh, moving into areas with slight shortages, that er those areas are Mexico crossing through Nogales, Arizona. And Eastern North Carolina, those are the two areas, or I should say three areas, that, that, that present a little bit of opportunity out here on the spot market. If you are out here with a dry van or a reefer, of course, melons can move on vented dry van, so there's an opportunity there. And continuing on with the report, areas that you may want to avoid or that you want to make sure that you're taking a um, – taking a bit of your backhaul with you before you get there. Slight surpluses are being shown in Florida. So, so there you go. Not only in central and, and northern Florida is showing a shortage, but Florida is showing a, surplus, a slight surplus. So that right there will indicate that may, you still need to make sure that you're charging a good rate to get into Florida because you're going to have trucks coming from all over Florida coming to those melon farms to try to uh, pick those decent paying melon loads up coming out of Florida area. Another area that is showing a slight surplus of trucks, Minnesota, North Dakota, Red River Valley, Columbia Basin, Washington, 
Yakima Valley, Winchie District, Washington, all those areas that I just listed off are showing slight surpluses. Areas with an outright surplus of trucks is San Luis Valley, Colorado. So that, ladies and gentlemen, will conclude what we cover on the USDA Fruit and Vegetable Truck Rate Report. Like I said, you can go over to the Facebook page, Rates and Lanes with Rico Muhammad. Click on the link. The actual report is right there for your pleasure. Uh, they actually have started putting a little bit of disclaimer about the uh, uh, rates that are quoted on the um, USDA fruit and vegetable report as well. At the top of there, they got a little disclaimer on there, and they kind of give you a little bit of a breakdown, a, a more detailed breakdown on what, where those prices come from so that you're not being misled thinking that you can quote those prices on the spot market, and that's what that load is paying. Moving right along, jumping over to this week's DAT trend lines report. Spring brings higher spot market rates. This report is for April 2nd through the 8th, although freight volumes dipped last week. Compared to the previous week, end-of-quarter surge rates continued to climb. Spring produce is on the move, resulting in increase in reefer rates and higher load-to-truck ratios, boosting flatbed rates. So once, uh, of course, once all of the segments are being used at their full capacity, you know, as they say, a raising tide lifts all boats. So by the produce season starting to kick in, it's going to, it's helping out every sector of trucking on the spot market push those rates just a bit further. Let's jump over into this week's National Van Demand and Capacity Report for dry vans. Uh, demand for vans dipped slightly last week, which is normal in the first week following an end-of-quarter surge. Nationally, low postings declined by 6%, while truck postings increased by 2%. That caused the load-to-truck ratio to fall 8% from 3.7 down to 3.4 loads per truck. The national average drive van rate increased last week compared to the previous weeks. Um, March load-to-truck ratio gains 30%. Van load Postings increased by 47% in March compared to February. Truck postings rose 13% during that same time span, which led to that 30% increase in the national load-to-truck ratio at 3.2 loads per truck. The ratio was up by 98% from where it was in March of 2016. Also, the national diesel price Declined by 0.8%, showing a national average diesel price of $2.58 per gallon nationally. The national load-to-truck ratio for this week for dry vans is at 3.4 loads per truck nationally on the spot market. Let's jump over and see how U.S. dry van rates were performing on the spot market for the week of April 2nd through the 8th. Spot market van rates increased to an average of $1.69 per mile last week. Rates increased in the Los Angeles, Philadelphia markets, but fell in Charlotte and Houston markets. Let's take a look around the country, starting out, uh, breaking down by region, starting out in the northeastern portion of the United States. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania comes in, showing spot market rates for dry vans at $1.67 per mile. 
down in the southeastern portion of the United States. Atlanta, Georgia kicks in, showing average spot market rates of $1.94 per mile. Moving up into the Midwest, Chicago, Illinois checks in, showing average spot market rates of $1.95 per mile. Down in south central portion of the United States, Dallas, Texas, drive-in spot market rates showing at $1.60 per mile. And moving out west to the west coast, Los Angeles, California checking in, showing average spot market rates for drive-ins at $1.91 per mile. The national average van rate increased one cent in March compared to February at $1.63 per mile. The national average rate was 11 cents higher than in March 2016, just to give you a little bit of historical background. Let's jump over switching segments now into the U.S. flatbed demand and capacity report for the April 8th, excuse me, April 2nd through the 8th. Flatbed postings continue to be in high demand, although the load-to-truck ratio dipped slightly last week. Flatbed load postings increased less than 1% last week, and truck postings increased by 4%. That caused the load-to-truck ratio to decline 4% down to three to 39.1 loads per truck. The national average flatbed rate increased compared to the previous week. Compared to February, flatbed load postings rose by 45% in March, while truck postings increased by 6%. That pushed the load-to-truck ratio up 38% from 26.6 up to 36.6 loads per truck nationally. Compared to March 2016, the ratio has soared by 109%. The national load-to-truck ratio for flatbeds for this week is 39.1 loads per truck. Let's move on over and see how those flatbed rates were performing on the spot market. Strong March led to an end-of-month sales spike some of which subsided last week. Still, the flatbed segment looks strong and rates continue to rise. Last week, the national average flatbed rate increased to $2.07 per mile. Mm, yeah, we're going to look at uh, those spot market rates by region across the country, starting in the northeastern portion of the United States. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, checking in, showing average spot market rates for flatbeds at $3.29 per mile. That leads the charge. Dropping down into the southeastern portion of the United States, Atlanta, Georgia, checking in, showing average spot market rates for flatbeds at $2.42 per mile. Moving up into the Midwestern portion of the United States, Rock Island, Illinois, checking in, showing average spot market rates for flatbeds at $2.72 per mile. Moving down into the south-central portion of the United States, Houston, Texas, checking in, average spot market rates of $2.20 per mile. And wrapping up the report out west, coming in, bringing up the rear, literally, coming out of Phoenix, Arizona, Spot market rates for flatbeds at $1.77 per mile. So pretty much everywhere you go in the country, other than the West Coast, for flatbeds is having a field day when it comes to rates. 
Um, flatbed rates increased by seven cents in March compared to February. The national average for uh of for excuse me, the national average for flatbeds is two dollars and three cents per mile, was seventeen cents higher than in March of twenty sixteen. Let's move on, jump over into this week's U.S. reefer demand and capacity report for the week of April 2nd through the 8th. Reefer load postings held steady last week while truck postings fell by 1%. That caused the load to truck ratio to increase 1% up to 6 point. The national average spot market rate for reefers was higher last week. Reefer load postings increased by 49% in March compared to February. Truck postings rose 14%, which caused the load-to-truck ratio to increase by 31% from 4.8, jumping up to 6.2 loads per truck nationally. Compared to March of 2016, the load-to-truck ratio was up by 99%. The uh, This week's Load-to-truck ratio for reefers on the spot market is 6.8. Let's move on and see how U.S. reefer rates were performing. Last week, the national average reefer rate increased to $1.93 per mile. Reefer rates showed gains in many of the top produce markets, such as Fresno and Miami, but dipped in urban markets such as Chicago and Philadelphia. Moving, taking a look around the country for spot market reefer rates, starting out by re, starting by region in the northeastern portion of the United States, Elizabeth, New Jersey, checking in, showing spot market reefer rates at $1.72 per mile. Dropping down into Lakeland, Florida, the southeastern portion of the United States, reefer rates, spot market rates were reported at $1.48 per mile. Moving up into the Midwestern portion of the United States, Green Bay, Wisconsin, spot market rates coming in at $2.63. And as always, Green Bay, Wisconsin leading the charge nationally for spot market rates. Dropping down into the South Central portion of the United States, McAllen, Texas, Rio Grande Valley coming out $2.04 per mile on the spot market. And moving out west, coming out of that Fresno market that was mentioned a little earlier, Reefer spot market rates at $1.91 per mile. Spot market reefer rates increased by $0.01 cents in March compared to February at $1.87 per mile. The March average rate was higher, nine, was, excuse me, the March average rate was $0.09 cents higher than a year ago. So the same time this uh, last year, we're, we're starting to experience a little bit better rates than what we were last year. And that, ladies and gentlemen, will conclude this week's DAT trend lines report. And we're going to jump over into that portion of the show that kind of is unfortunate, kind of the wall of shame, the bad broker report. But this week, we don't have too many new entries on the report, but we do have some entries. So with that said, let's jump right into it. This is the portion where you need to make sure that you got your pen and pad or if you're one of those tech-savvy tech people, make sure you're taking your notes, texting your notes into your um, software, to your program to make sure that you are being aware of some of these brokers or shippers that may be on the report. 
Starting out this week, Jones Express Inc. Their MC number is two zero zero three zero eight. There is information that this broker has over thirty one thousand dollars in unpaid carrier invoices. They are considered an extreme risk, and that's kind of sad because that is a really low MC number. Intercoastal Wholesale and Distribution Inc. MC number is eight three five nine three four. Surety bond is canceled. Notice of nearly $54,000 in unpaid carrier invoices. They are considered an extreme risk. Cardi Logistics LLC, Cardi Transport LLC. MC number 929464. FMCSA shows that the trust fund canceled on 11217. Over $21,000 in non-payment complaints have been reported. They are, a high, they are considered a high risk. Pro-Alliance Network, Inc., MC number 995803. Trust fund canceled over $58,000 reported in non-payment complaints. There is notice that there is nearly $1 million in unpaid carrier invoices from Pro Alliance Network, Inc. Omni Specialized LLC, their MC number is 957-641. Over $43,000 in non-payment complaints have been reported. GDS Logistics, Inc., GDS Express, Inc., MC number 782 078. FMCSA shows trust fund scheduled for cancellation on 5517. Over $12,000 in non-payment complaints have been reported. And that will wrap up this week's bad broker report. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, let's see. Go to my other screen here. And yes, I do see that our Special guest co-host is here with us now, Mr. Chuck Snow. Let's welcome him up and on board with us. Chuck, how are you? I'm really well. How are you doing, Rico? I couldn't be better. I was telling a little bit earlier. I don't know if you got a chance to hear it. I am literally sitting in a dock right now waiting on lumper service to call me to let me know how much my lumper bill is. So we're kind of doing some things on the fly. So you might hear a little rumble or something in the truck or whatever don't worry about it we going we 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 we, we live and on air we're going to make it happen come hook or crook i, I said that if, if at all possible this show is too important I, you know i've kind of gotten rejuvenated got some uh, uh um gotten my spirit back together i say this show is too important we're going to try our best to make sure that we're bringing the show to the people every single week regardless of what's going on if we can make it happen Doggone it, we're going to make it happen. So that's what we got going on on this end, Chuck. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I commend you for that because I know how busy you are and you're all over the bloody place. And I don't envy you being in the dock waiting for a lumper uh, to call you because that can take forever sometimes. We've all been there. Um, But, you know, it's just part of the business and your hours are getting chewed up while you're there. So I hope you got enough to pull out of the dock anyways. Absolutely, absolutely. We got enough, and this is the only a truck stop right down the street, about one point seven miles away. So we in we in good shape. Oh, good, good. Glad to hear it. What city are you in? 
I'm actually over in uh, right outside of Louisville, a little town right outside a suburb of Louisville called Nicholasville, Kentucky. Oh yeah, I know where that is. Okay. Yes, well, sir. So uh, I, I kind of I, I set it up for you perfectly, Chuck. I, I let everybody know. I said Chuck's coming on tonight, and tonight <laughs> we are going to be focusing on future opportunities for owner operators and small carriers that are not in a specialized type of division. So you know, I, I, I kind of I kind of primed the pump a little bit, got people a little excited. So we got a we got a bunch of people on the line that's sitting waiting with bated breath to see what it is that. Chuck is getting ready to drop on us. Okay, well, you know, I think what I want to drop on everybody tonight is just let's go back to basics here. And if you're just running a dry van or you're running a flatbed or a step deck or a reefer for that matter, number one, getting into we've got to get ready for these e-logs. You know, the, December's coming, kids. Uh, I know that the weather's nice outside, but uh, probably where you live, it's beautiful. But winter's coming, and so are e-logs. So let's start running our businesses and getting ready for how we're going to run our business when e-logs come. And there's going to be all of these restrictions because of e-logs, because you're going to have to plan a lot more than you have in the past. There's no wiggle room. So if you're out on the fly and you're going into places where you probably shouldn't be because that's not where you should be running, then if you're from New Jersey and you run fairly steady from New Jersey down to Baltimore, New Jersey over to Kentucky, and all of a sudden when you find yourself in South Dakota or Wyoming and there's no room in a truck stop and you've got five minutes left on your log book and there's not another truck stop for 200 miles, then you're going to get into some doo-doo. So we really need to start preventing that in order to be successful. And the best way to prevent that, number one, you need to plan. Now, there are those people out there in our audience that are going to continue to chase produce. That's in their blood. That's their business. They've got their book, and they know that if they're in Florida at a certain time, they're going to move melons. And if they're in um, California at a certain time, they're going to, right at the right time, they're going to get those first loads of strawberries. And then if they get out to uh, the Pacific Northwest, they're going to grab some cherries, and then they go back and get some apples. And they can make a living that way. It's a tough way to make a living, but some of our People in our trucking community do that, and they do it well. I'm not going to tell you how to run your business because you're doing it. For the rest of us, especially those folks with dry vans or, or people perhaps with older reefers that really don't have that freedom to get into California, and maybe some of those reefers are too old to load at some of those produce places, maybe what you have to do is specialize on a route. And I think that's going to be the savior. And you pick, you know, it's either going to be a triangle. So you would run, for example, if you're based in Atlanta, maybe you run from Atlanta to Louisville and Louisville to Chicago and and Chicago back home. Something along that line, either uh, going on a triangle or else the dumbbell, as they call it. So back and forth, you know, between New Jersey and Atlanta or Atlanta and Louisville, wherever. But you've got to pick a lane 
and start specializing. And it's really tempting to go all over the place. But when you specialize, people will call you. And those people that are going to call you are obviously going to be the brokers. Now, we talk a lot on this show, you and I. We banter back and forth about getting your own customers. And everybody should try to get their own customers. But until you get your own customers, you do need to work with brokers. And if you're going to work with brokers, those are your customers. And if they're your customers, treat them like customers. It's a huge mistake that I see carriers make all the time. They go, ah, it's only a broker load. Well, it's only a broker load, but you know what? When you get blacklisted from that broker or that broker doesn't want to do business with you and he's the last guy you're going to call, or when you call him and he says, yeah, you know what? I think it's covered. And meanwhile, he really has the load, but he just doesn't want to give it to you. You don't want to be that person. And how you get to be that carrier that the brokers want to work with is number one, be on time. If you have a nine o'clock pickup appointment, be there quarter to nine. Don't show up at 930. Let them know when you're there. Just, you know, send them a text, send them a, uh, an email if they prefer it or call them and say, Hey, it's, uh, it's Joe, I'm here, I'm loading. Once you're loaded, let him know you're loaded. Do his job for him so they don't have to chase you. When you, hey, Chuck, you know, let me jump in for just a second. I want to add a couple of things before I, uh, you get further into what it is you're going to, going to drop on us, and I just want to reiterate some things that, you are, that you've already yeah. covered. I posted on the Race and Lanes Facebook page. Overdrive Magazine did an excellent article. They have a 2017 ELD buyer's guide. And we were just, you were just talking about electronic logs. And I'm going to tie a couple of things in together. Uh, they have an excellent list. They got a, a really highly detailed list of, 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 of options out there, with what you can buy to put into your fleet, so on and so forth. I recommend, highly recommend if you go to overdrive.com that list is there, or if you go to the Racing Lanes Facebook page, I got a link for it right there for you. You can click on that link. Please, by all means, share share that information with uh, any of your other carrier friends. And just to tie how uh, ELDs can also help out your business and help set you apart if you if you become uh, take the training that's available with some of the e-logs or even some of your dispatch uh, software that uh, if you got dispatch software through your load boards or, or, or if you just have dispatch software and with your couple with your ELDs to help set you apart. Chuck was just talking about being on time and having that communication. Well, there are features that allow you with the ELDs to, to, to be able to email your position of your truck right there on the spot. So when you pull up at your, you can give tracking information. So now you can, you can have the same capabilities that some of the big fleets have. They have those, a, a suite of services that you can have uh, uh, just like some of the, the Snyders and the JB Hunts and stuff that you can, you, you can send that information directly to your customer via email. It doesn't even require you to have a phone call. And, and, and that's something that I've been using because I am on e-logs. I've been using that. In my, and, and when I'm dealing with brokers or even my customers, when they see those emails, they're like, hey, what is this? They're like, hey, that's kind of neat. I appreciate that. So I just wanted to kind of re, uh, reinforce some of, the, some of the tips that you are, that you are already given to us, Chuck. 
Thank you, Richard. You know what? Uh, Overdrive is a great publication, uh, probably one of the oldest uh, publications out there for the owner-operator and the driver. And I want to add to something that you were saying about, first of all, whatever programs, e-log programs are out there that will allow you to do that, that's the one you want because that is the one that's going to set you apart in the future from your competition. So I'm not here, not here as a salesman for e-logs or, or for any particular e-log company, and I actually have not read that particular article um, with that list, but that list sounds pretty good. I'm going to take a look at it, but with whatever e-logs or services are offering that, uh, listeners, I want you to listen to this. Sign up for that one because that's going to make you a lot of money. And going back to basics, one of the costs, and we talked about this, I think, last week, um, when you run a brokerage operation, you have certain costs. You have overhead. You have salespeople. You have an office. You have lights. You have taxes. You have all these things. And one of the and labor, of course, and one of the costs you have for labor is your track and trace. So when you do the broker's job for him so that the tracer isn't calling you and saying, hey, Rico, where are you? And they walk in the morning and they get their cup of coffee and they go, oh, wow, Rico's already sent us three emails. I like that. This guy's good. Hey, everybody, look at this. I guarantee you amongst those offices and, and whether you're talking, it doesn't matter whether it's a big broker or a small broker, word gets around the office. This guy's pretty good, but you don't want to just be real good. The catch is you also want to be known for something. You see, every business that's successful is, is famous for something. So what do you want to be famous for? You can't be a one-truck operator famous for running 48 states. It's not going to do you any good. So be the guy that goes from point A to point B, and when you're giving that type of service, the brokers are going to love you. They'll be calling you. You're not going to have to look, and you'll get more money. And if this is all about money, which it should be because we're all running businesses, the idea is at the end of the year to make as much money as we can and to be successful. And you make money by being successful. And you're successful because you make money. And that's where so many trucking companies miss the mark. And it's and it's the lousy customer service that trucking companies gave back in the regulatory days. And Customers would call up a trucking company and go, I'd like to trace my shipment. And they would get some 400-pound dispatcher named Big Al who smoked and drank coffee who would go, yeah, what do you want? And that was his attitude. Yeah, it'll be there next Tuesday if you're lucky. Click. And that was the sort of attitude they got. And all of a sudden, brokers, the the various brokers, uh, TQL, Echo, uh, C.H. Robinson, Traffic, so all the rest of us got into business. How did we get into business? We softened it. We offered that customer service aspect 
to the shipper that they never got from carriers in a regulatory environment. And that's how we all built our businesses. And we did the track and trace getting back to customers, which carriers never did. It wasn't until after uh, deregulation when the big guys, the J.B. Hunts and the Schneiders and the Swifts, they got it. They understood. And they were great with customer service. And I think that some of the small carriers out there have taken on the the role of the old-time carriers, that they're doing the broker a favor. And, you know, the broker, you may have the truck, but the, the broker has the freight. And I know that we're hearing that there is more freight than there is trucks. And that was last week, and it may be next week. But the week after, we don't know what is in store for us. Things happen. So let's take a proper attitude towards this. And even if there's even if there's 50 loads for each truck, it's still going to be the one that gets that gives the best customer service that is going to get the most money and get the load first. And that's where you're going to be successful. So start treating those customers, those load brokerage customers as customers, and you'll do well. And again, pick a lane that, you know, do a little bit of research and you'll do well with these e-logs because there's going to be a lot of people that aren't going to do well with it. And you'll pick up that business, whether it's business that's direct from customers or it's business from uh, brokerage houses, you'll do well, but you got to adapt to the technology. And people are... I'm going to put up a... Go ahead, Rico. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Chuck. I was going to just letting everybody know that if you go over to the Race and Lanes Facebook page, I'm posting right now a copy or an AR... I shouldn't say a copy. I'm posting an example of the tracking email that we are using uh, just in case if you're interested in it, you, you can see what it looks like. But it gives uh, the exact location. I kind of customize it. Um, I let it know, like, I'll put the, uh, of course, if it's the broker, if it's a broker, I put their load number in there. If I'm dealing with directly with one of my direct customers, they do everything either by uh, PO, by, by their uh, uh, PO numbers. So whatever, the, whatever, however they use in their system, but for that particular customer, I had I have it customized in my back office part to where um, that automatically auto populates into the tracking information. So we put that in there so they know exactly which load it is that they're talking about. It it, it allows you to put your location in there, your time, the date that you arrived, uh, put what shipper that you're at, and and the PO number of the delivery that you're dropping off. It so it has all of that detailed information in there, and also has the ability for you to customize. And it, there's a note section in there, and if you want to put more information in there. Uh, say like if okay um, if you're communicating with the broker and you're not really if y'all got the relationship but you don't have to continually call them but they're reimbursing you for lumper fees well you can maybe put in the note section that there was a lumper at this location and how much that lumper fee was since I am at a location that I'm having to go through that with right now <laughs> so <laughs> now and you're able to uh, of course with this system you're able to put on just arrived at shipper, so you're not getting into this, uh, well, you didn't tell me you arrived there, so automatically 
when you bump that dock, you can say, it, you know, it, and it's timestamped, obviously, on the email. So it's 7.03 and you've arrived at the shipper's dock. So there's no question that you're there. And if, God forbid, Absolutely. you don't get out till midnight, now there's proof that you were five hours delivering that shipment. Absolutely. And, and that's another thing that the e-log helps you do because you, you, you are uh, what they have, um, what they call the geofencing. You got your geofencing so you know your, your truck has to be within a certain uh, parameters. And if, and if you ping it by those coordinates, and they can, you can see exactly where that truck has been and how long it's been there. And like I said earlier, when I shared the article about the ELDs, you know, I really don't care if you're for ELDs or if you're against ELDs. The reason that I shared the article is I want you to be successful and I want you to have enough information to make an informed decision. So, uh, and, and, and by no means, I'm not here to sell ELDs because I'm not getting a check from any of them. But I just thought, I thought that, the, uh, that the article that, um, that, that, that Overdrive done was a really good article, really well put together. It has a lot of information and it gives you everything that you really need to know from, from features to prices to uh, dimensions, I mean, it, it, it is one of the most uh, detailed uh, written, one of the better written articles about, about buying a product before you go buy it. I, I really strongly recommend that everybody, if you're not already set up on a system, take some time out and go and look at that and, and see which one of those might be a, best, a better fit for you and your operation. Uh, also, don't want to let too much time get away from us. If you got a question, press the number one. Lovely daughter, Fatina is back home. She's screening phone calls for us tonight. Press number one that puts you in the queue. If you got a question for Chuck or myself, let's do that right now. Chuck, I'm going to throw it back over to you, uh, and I'm, and I'm going to shut up for a minute. Well, I, I want to ask you a question, Rico. When you're, um, sure. when you're booking loads with your customers or your uh, load brokerage customers, are you assigning a load number right off the bat? I am assigning. Um, I, I when I put it into my dispatch information system, uh, we we are assigning a load number. But uh, it's easier when you um, most brokers when they send you over load, they're giving you they they have a load number assigned. Which because they're asking you, well, which load are you talking about? I, I, I so I have a place specially uh, designated in my in my field to where I can put that work order or that load number in. Because that's going to be the number that if I'm dealing with that customer or that broker, that's how they're going to be able to pull it up in their system. So I'm trying to make right. and I want to be uh, um, um, one thing that I picked up from back in when I was doing some real some stuff back in my real estate days. I, I, I want to get in the canoe with somebody and row the boat in the direction that is already going. I don't want to row it reverse stream. So I don't want to say, well, this is my number. You need to look up by my number. Now, if that's the way, if they've already got it in their system, I'm going to try to make it as easy as possible to do business with me. I'm going to use the number that they have to try to incorporate that into my system. So I'm rowing the boat in the direction that it's already going, not trying to create any resistance whatsoever as far as that is concerned. I don't want to say I'm, 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 I'm giving uh, free reign for anything, but I'm just saying as far as that is concerned, Something simple like that, that's not something to, to haggle or negotiate over. Let's, let's make that process as easy as we possibly can. Well, I agree with that. Number one, always you want to put that load confirmation number um, into your system right away. And when you do your billing, 
you want to make sure that you refer to that load number. The uh, absolutely. The other thing, though, is when you take a load from a carrier, you should assign a pro your own pro number, which could absolutely. be your invoice number, uh, to that particular load. So it's just <clears throat> it gives you an extra kick at the can for uh, for security. And it also keeps things that much straighter, especially if you've got a uh, a broker that may give you three shipments over a short period of time, or there may be three separate shipments on one trailer that he's given you. Maybe, you know, he may be billing three customers, so he gives you three loads. So it'll help you keep your record straight if you assign a pro number to each bill as your customer gives you. And I would put it, I would have it on my confirmation sheet if you're sending something back um, at all to the uh, broker or the customer, definitely put their load number. They want to see that. It's just like in sales. They always taught us that you always want to call a customer by his name because people like right. to hear their own name. Uh, now, I have heard somebody get so bloody obnoxious with it that I was ready to choke him in a meeting, and he must have said, the guy's name is John. He must have said John five thousand times, uh, and I had to tell him on the in the car on the way home that um, you know it was just too much already. But you do throw that in. Same reason you put their load number uh, at the top, but you make sure you put yours in the body too. And one of the reasons you want your confirmation number, it just helps keep things straight. Number two. It shows that you are you're running a business, and when you start your confirmation numbers, don't start at one. Okay, pick a number like sixty five oh one or whatever your favorite two numbers are, eighteen oh one or twenty eight oh one, whatever they are. Not sixty nine oh one because that looks corny. Um, it's not professional. And something that you know, some, something sure. that I like to do that. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you finish that point, Chuck. It looks like that lumper is calling, so I'm going to let you finish that point. I'm going to click over, and I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Rico. Um, one of the things that is important is to have a confirmation number for every load you do and make sure the brokers know it, too. Now, Rico's right. When you're talking or you are communicating with the broker via email or text or whatever, they're interested in their number. But somewhere on the body of your text, um, make sure you do have, in small letters, our confirmation number or our pro number is uh, 4807 or whatever it is, and try to keep them straight. And then you can dovetail that into your invoice because, really, your invoice number should be the same as your pro number. And you do want all your invoices to be consecutively numbered. Uh, if you're billing people and you're doing uh another business what i I was going to say chuck when it when it comes to those uh something that's just a tip something that i like to do when i'm when i'm the way i try to do it in my operation is i try to use the um i try to write the date out as my uh invoice number because that way i know okay i can look at the number and say so if i'm looking at it if i say if if i look at it and say 41217 well i know that i've done that load on 41217 so that's one way that I try to I, I try to customize my invoice numbers. Also, to incorporate that date in there. Uh, it just that way I, I can just tie it into one another. That's fine as long as you never do two loads on the same day. 
This is true. Have to come up with a right. Have to come up with a maybe a quirk to uh, to, to 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 fix that. And you know, um, I don't know what it's like in the United States, but up in Canada, uh, as far as invoicing, numbers on invoices have to be consecutive. And when they do an audit, when the our equivalent is. Uh, CRA, Canadian Revenue Agency, which is your IRS, um, when they do an audit of a company, they want to see consecutive numbers of invoices. And anything that's not consecutive numbered, they want to see a canceled invoice. They want to make sure that you didn't do a load for cash, where some guy's paying you to move a load from Atlanta to Memphis, um, and he's paying you cash money. And you canceled an invoice. So if you do right. cancel an invoice, you have to have a record of it. So that's really important when you're doing invoicing is to keep a, you know, you have to keep a statement of uh, an internal statement of where all the invoices are and who they're for. So they have to, and they do have to be consecutive. I learned that years ago. And you don't want, all right, Chuck, you really well, don't want the IRS. To, <laughs> Right, right. We got a couple people that's got some questions for us, Chuck. So let's jump over. I'm gonna grab Kimberly. You're up live with Rico and Chuck. How can we help? Hi, Rico. Can you hear me? Okay. We got you coming in loud and clear. Okay, great, great. Um, were you at the the Mid America Truck Show? We were there and uh, looking for you, but we didn't see a booth or anything. Were you there? I did not get to make it. My good friend Chuck made it. Uh, and Kenny, uh, Kenny Long, uh, Kenny and Elizabeth, I think both of those guys made it. I didn't get a chance to make it, but next year I'm probably going to make sure that I, I get a chance to get up that way. Okay, then we must have missed Chuck. Um, we did meet with Kevin. Well, we are always with Kevin wherever he's at. So um, I do have a question for Chuck regarding um, brokers. Is yes, he available? Yeah, I'm here. Hi, Chuck. How, is there a conference or something or some annual conference that we can go that we can attend to um, network and meet brokers? Um, hand you know, out our and things? That's a great question. Your best place to meet brokers is you would have met uh, you would have met some at uh, in Louisville. Um, there is uh, there is one coming up. And I think it's in June, Lake Tahoe, and it's the uh, TIA, Transport Intermediary Association. Um, and uh, there's that one. And the best – well, let me ask you something, Kim. Where do you run out of between where and where? We run between Laredo and the Midwest, um, Ohio, Indy, uh, Tennessee, Chicago. How many trucks are you running? We've got six right now. Good. Okay. So here's what I would do if I were you. I would uh, – are you on the road yourself or are you in the office? No, I'm, I'm on the road right now with my husband. We're, 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 we're headed back to Dallas right now from Martin, Ohio. Okay. So your best way to do this, and it's real easy, is you need to take a little bit of time. And you need to uh, cover both ends. So 
you want to start your Texas where you're loading in Texas and go and visit all the brokers in that region and go okay. to their offices with coffee, donuts, business cards, and go and see them because those are the people that are going to help you on that end. And then you need to start at the other end and figure what, what areas you're going to service, okay? So if it's between, let's say, uh, Nashville and Toledo, then you know what? Pick a week and go and see some brokers in Nashville, some in Louisville, some in Lexington. Uh, every day, go and see four or five brokers and bring coffee for the office. Bring out business cards and some pens. Tell them what you do. And we, that's your best way to do that. Should and we you're make gonna, appointments with them, Chuck, or should we just drop in on them with a donut? You know, it's a really good idea to call and say, "Listen, I'm going to be in. Uh, I'm going to be in Nashville on the 24th of April. Can I drop by your office?" And that's okay. the best way. And then just go in, uh, stop at a uh, Dunkin' Donuts or or somewhere and, and buy a box of donuts or box of muffins uh, or go to a bakery. And I find that's the best thing uh, personally when I'm doing calls is I go to a okay. half decent bakery and go buy a couple dozen cookies and okay. everybody likes cookies. Uh, not everybody wants to eat a donut and, and right. maybe get some pens or some mugs or something with your company name um, or pads of paper saying exactly what you do. Okay. And, you know, that's the best way. And those people will call you if you give good service. Okay, great. Um, how do I get more information about the CIA? Uh, if you look at their website, uh, it should say something about their upcoming convention. And, and then, where is it located? You know, I think it's Lake Tahoe, if I'm not mistaken, in June. Okay. And, and what, what does TIA stand for, Jim, please? Transport Intermediaries uh, Association. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, and good luck. Thank you. Thanks, Rico. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye now. Okay, Chuck, I'm in here handling this one for business. I'm going to let jump it back over on your end. You go ahead and take over for a minute, and uh, I'll be right back. We have another call. Can we Transporter Immediate Association? Is that okay? Oh, really? Okay. Well, we're kind of in the middle here, everybody. Um, Rico's jumped away to go and deal with a um, – he's gone to go and deal with a uh, with a lumper. And that last call from Kimberly, uh, I think that makes some great conversation here. Go and see brokers in your area and go and make an appointment to go see them, go and visit them, tell them what you do, tell them how you do it, how often you do it, and – Give them out your business card. Um, make sure they know who to call. And before you know it, you're going to have customers. Be reasonable. What? Don't tell them you have 10 trucks when you have one because they'll find out. 
Just tell them you have one truck and you want to work with them. They don't get that many visitors. And brokers will appreciate the fact that you've come out to see them. And when they call you, treat them as customers. And in turn, they will treat you with respect. Too many of us don't give the respect or show the respect, and it ruins the relationship. We have, we've had great relationships with some of the same carriers since the day we started. And these are ongoing relationships. We work back and forth. Um, they, they even load our trucks sometimes. They'll have extra freight. And we load their trucks. So you really do need these relationships in order to prosper. What's that, Rico? Well, I think we're losing them again. Yes, I'm here. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Who is this? This is Kimberly. Oh, Kimberly, you're still on the line. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you had said goodbye. <laughs> I, I did. I did, but I didn't know if you were still talking to me or not. <laughs> well, I'm talking to everybody, but if you're listening, I guess I'm talking to you, too. <laughs> Kimberly, That's are you running I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. I got my receipt headed back out to the truck. I wasn't in the truck to uh, put Kimberly back on hold. Kimberly, we appreciate the phone call. I'm going to put you on hold. I'm running back to the truck right now to grab the next caller because we had uh, quite a few callers in the queue. I told you we were going to make this happen by hook or crook. We, we, we flying we flying live without a net. <laughs> And Kimberly so got we're going, the <laughs> <laughs> Right, right, right. So we're going to Mr. Howard. Howard, Mr. Howard calling in your own loud with Rico and Chuck. How can we help? Chuck, it's Dale Howard, your former employee of the month. Hey, Rico, how are you, Dale? Hey, not bad. I guess I owe you another bottle of Tennessee Jack because uh, we're doing some work for you. Well, I'm glad to hear. Where, where are you these days? Uh, I'm working. I'm working for uh, Don Needham out of Claire's home. Oh, good. Things are going well. And, uh, what's that? Things are going well there. Yeah, I can't complain. Looking, yeah, uh, looking forward to catching up with you. Guy. Yeah, thanks. Oh, well, I'm, I'm sure looking forward to uh, catching up with you again at CMC and buy you a drink. I look forward to that. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to jump in on the uh, e-log discussion. And, uh, you know, don't, uh, don't wait till the last minute. It's, uh, it's not going to go away. It was a Republican Congress that passed it and into law, and they're not going to uh, admit they made a mistake. So don't wait till the last possible section, second to uh, embrace this technology. Get in there. Give it a try. You can download the free apps and uh, find out how you're going to have to tweak your operation to maintain stellar, superior customer service to keep your customers happy. How true. And that's all I got. Great talking to you, Chuck, and uh, glad things are oh, well on, on your end. And uh, saw your new office on Facebook. And if I ever get out that way, I'm, 
I'm coming for coffee. Okay. Look forward to it, man. Great hearing from you, Dale. Okay, we see you there. All right, Dale, appreciate the phone call. Let's grab, uh, let's see here. Ah, this name looks familiar. Let's go grab our good friend, friend of the show, George. Mr. George, you're up live with Rico and Chuck. Hey, guys, how you doing tonight? Always good. All right, you tell uh, doing doing very well. You know what, Chuck? You you could not have nailed it any better about the the communication, the customer service. I mean, you guys know I really don't do any broker freight, but I mean, I have friends of mine that I've known for over 15 years in the freight side that have said to me, "Just let me know what's going on." Most of them will give you their cell number, um, you know, but they they just want to know what's going on. But if you've kept them abreast of what's happening throughout the day, whether it be a broker or customer, which a broker is a customer for many people. This is one less thing they have to do. And I, I can't stress that enough with everything I do, just sending a text to, to my customer saying, Hey, these three stops in New Jersey are off. But one thing I want to stress, if you are out there and, and you're growing and have multiple people, uh, drivers, if you want to say working and, and delivering for you, work real hard to get the right guys to do that for you communicate with the customer. I mean, we have, you know, one, almost now two trucks dedicated to an account doing dedicated logistics, pulling their trailers. And I have worked real hard to enable my employees. I don't want to call them just drivers to say, no, you will communicate with the customer because ultimately what it comes down to, I don't deal with the customer all week regarding him. It's between the customer and him. They're the ones that have built this. And, um, you know, and I'm, I'm here to facilitate and, and fill in the pieces, but the communication is gold. And, and I will say this also, one reason Kim and I pushed to start our business four and a half years ago was nothing against my past employers. They were all very good to me, but they were all traditional trucking and had very, I don't want to say very big, um, they had lacking abilities in customer service. I had people that would call my local terminal and say, I can't talk to so-and-so and that person has still been there over 10 years. It, I, you, you can't make this up. I don't even know what to say anymore. It's, it's rampant in transportation. I was just reading an article today on how bad the customer service is with shipping lines and somebody's going to, I don't know. I don't do any ocean freight at all, but somebody is going to start cutting these guys a new lunch because these guys are, are really ticking off their customers by not providing customer service. And I think that the, the large carriers, especially the large full load carriers have done an amazing job as, as the brokerage community. And I think some of the small carriers have, they're doing a good job as well. It's some of the newer carriers that just don't get it. Um, that just don't understand how important communication is. And the one thing I want to say to everybody that's listening, if you have some problems, do not lie. Because once you start lying to a customer, they are going to find out. And the second they catch you in a lie, you have lost your credibility. So, no matter what it is. You know what, Chuck? It takes years to get a 
it, it, it takes years. It takes years to get a customer, seconds to lose one. How true. So true, George. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. All right, gentlemen. Uh, Get on to other calls. I appreciate the phone call there, George. You were the last one. I appreciate the phone call as always. Um, Chuck. We are out of the recording, but we ha- still have quite a few people on the line just in case they need a load. They want to make Traffics one of their customers. How can they get in contact with you guys to do business with you? Okay, well, um, they can call me at, uh, at the head office, and I will take their call, 800-388-4352. And my extension is 203. And that's really important, extension 203. Now, if you need an interstate load, I want you to call my Chicago office, and that number is 888-253-8010, extension 743. And you'll get our Chicago office, and those guys have all sorts of loads going all over the place. Get set up with them, and you won't regret it. And you can always email me at Chuck at Traffics. That's C-H-U-C-K at Traffics, T-R-A-F-F-I-X dot com. And I'll return emails. Cool, cool. Well, with that said, being, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the hour has just flown by. I want to thank everybody for participating and taking time out of their schedule to join us. We'll talk to you guys same time, same place next week. God bless you and good night. Good night, Chuck. Thanks again. Good night. God bless, Rico. Thanks for joining us on Rates and Lanes. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-PUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road.